Alright, welcome to the first ever episode of Two Niggas Talking. My name is Taylor and I'm sitting with my brother Marcus at a Waffle House at 3.07 a.m. So, we just talking about random stuff. There is no type of organization to this episode. I can tell you this in advance. Marcus. We should have kept the first part, yo. Like, oh, my God. Like, okay, real. okay. So, to be honest, I fucked up and said we was in IHOP. Okay? I just <laughs> said, well, we sitting at an IHOP at 3.06 in the morning. He said, how the fuck are you going to say we in an IHOP? We sitting in a fucking Waffle House. <laughs> so, excuse me that I don't want to sound like a dummy. So, my bad. I don't know why IHOP's on the brain. You know that's my place, though. It is. But none of them was fucking close. Like, well, fuck it. Yes. Yeah. So, we just got off the topic of religion. Like, we just having a general conversation. And we realized we shouldn't be recording this shit. So, back to the topic of religion. Um, I understand that we, gotta, that we can't really think of things logically. Because they say that we're supposed to have faith in, in God and the things that are not seen and yada, yada, yada. But... It's hard for you to go into things and believe things blindly when they don't make sense. So like I just said, if I get swallowed by a big ass whale, adios Taylor. Because we know that science says, we know that anatomy says, we know that fucking common sense says that my ass ain't going to live. So how the hell... Jonah sitting in the belly of a whale makes absolutely no sense to me but for some reason people like to say oh that was just his faith in God that protected him what how does any of that make sense it doesn't I see it from from both ends of the spectrum right I understand the logical end of it because I have my own question about the stories of the Bible. And it's okay to ask questions. Even in the story of, of Sodom and Gomorrah. And what was the guy's name who the angels rescued and his wife turned to a pillar of salt? I don't remember right now. Okay. Well, that guy, the whole entire time, he was asking God questions. People say you cannot question God. But in that story, he that guy clearly questions God. So what is the why does everybody else have an issue of questioning God or asking questions? Like don't you ask questions just to get answers? Or like clarification. I feel like a lot of people feel like you can't question God because God's supposed to be this all knowing, all understanding being, you know, that you're that you're um your life was predestined so he knows the end and every decision you make and yada 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 so like it's hard for me to understand that you how is a person that's giving you free will already know what you're going to do before you do it I don't feel like that's free will I'm just being real I understand that but I also have some things in my life that cannot be explained so fate common sense like none of that plays a factor Everything, I think, in, in actuality, all of it plays a factor. The fact that the, the, the logical part, the faith part, you know what I'm saying? I think it all co- coincides, but it only coincides, like, to a certain extent. I think once things start to get, like, blasphemous, then I think that's when it kind of 
that's when it kind of gets like it gets iffy that's when you start to the question is it's like some people are like so blindly you know you know behind something and they just go into it like strictly just just believing every other thing and then i think that is the issue people are just like this is this because this is and this is what i believe and people are really stuck on their own beliefs and that can be detrimental to uh to to a person to a relationship to, to anything you keep saying this whole thing about something being blasphemous what what makes i'm trying to make sure i word this question right what makes something blasphemous when your intent is for understanding or clarification I know it may sound like a weird question because like we, we just talked about questioning God and you know think of the things logically and you said well it's cool to a certain extent next it was something or you being blasphemous how, how does those two like coincide like it just doesn't I don't know okay the way I see as far as religion being blasphemous uh, just take example suicide bombers they believe that what they're doing is right based on their religion and their beliefs and that they will be rewarded for it. the fact that you are taking not only your own life but the uh, but other people's lives who have nothing to do with your life and then you go in there strictly because you believe something. And then all of a sudden you feel like you're going to get rewarded for it. That's blasphemy. Now. Trying to figure out a scenario where. Okay, so what about motherfuckers who stand outside of, like, gay funerals or, like, gay marriage, um, like, venues with God-hate-gays type shit? Well, that's not necessarily blasphemous. That's just a contradiction. I mean, I agree. I'm just yeah. asking. In the, like, in what's the, Bible, the in the Bible itself is is he who is without sin cast the first stone. Correct. And if we are all born in sin, how can you judge anybody? Correct. So you are literally condemning people for so called sinning as you sin. Right. That's not blasphemous. That's just contradiction. That's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. How the fuck are you? <laughs> Correct. I, I was just asking. I just gave that as an example. It may not have been well, probably the best example, but that was just an example I came up with. Okay. Moving on. We're going to get off this religion topic Absolutely. just because religion is touchy. You know, people want to be politically correct, yada, yada, yada. So, you just got back from Atlanta. Yeah. So, you talked about all the good things you've seen in Atlanta. A lot of ass in Atlanta. It's just an abundance. So, 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 in your mind, what is the percentage of ass that is real? Percentage that you have seen. That's that's what I struggle with because like everybody seems to have fake asses when you see it. Some of them, I take that back. Some of them are real. Some people are just blessed and highly favored to have that in their life as a part of their anatomy yes but the rest of you bitches the lord didn't give you that dr miami gave you that 
So like based off what you've seen, like I think when it got if I see a lot of chicks that are built the same way, I kinda can gauge it. And it's like when it, when it's if it's wrong or it's fake you can tell because their posture's off. <laughs> I'm what? I'm serious. Every like they're, they're, they they walk funny. It's, it doesn't look natural. Like their movement doesn't look natural because what they have isn't. So it's it's something that you can actually you can look at. I mean, some of them some of them are fake. Some of them look good. Some of them look real. But in the end, something always always tells it off. And, and yeah, I know we just said we're not supposed to judge. But I judge books books by their cover. If I see it, if I know you got a struggle ponytail, I know your ass ain't fake. You can't afford it. Um, Deb, hey, it's some it's some chicks out here butchering no, bitches. No, injecting fixing flags shit in people's like, asses, bro. It's like washing half your car. So I'm um, just I'm just saying. I'm just being honest. I'm being honest. There's no way in hell that you paid for fake ass. You have no car. Your shoes are busted. Your jeans is dirty. <laughs> Your shirt is dingy. Hey, that some people ain't dope. got bleach, fam. <laughs> <laughs> hey, some people ain't gonna talk laundry about on a regular basis. I'm just saying. Moving on. I'm just, I'm just being honest. Hey, shit happens. Hey, you don't know that. You don't know that girl struggle. Stop playing. That's the point. You you don't know. If a girl is struggling. Prioritize. Exactly. That ass gonna sell money. I'm no, just I mean that ass gonna make money. No, Excuse me. No, How come it ain't? It just gotta look good. It ain't gotta feel good. You heard the reviews? Yes. <laughs> you think they don't review that shit? <laughs> who's who's doing the reviewing? It's like, it's word of mouth. It's like Chipotle. <laughs> ain't no commercials for fucking Chipotle. It is too. It is now. It never started off that way. They start off with billboards and word of mouth. I'm really? dead as fuck. This they, nigga said Chipotle. That was that. That's your strong example. Strong example. Some bitches built like burrito boat. <laughs> yeah, I said it. I don't care. I'm dead. I'm not saying I'm the perfect built one, but look, it takes one to know one. Uh, okay, it ain't on me, it's in me, alright? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> bro, what are we talking about next? Oh, this little mermaid shit. Oh, <laughs> I just feel like it just gotta be, t- it gotta be discussed. It has to happen. We gonna get to the, uh, the trades here in a second. That's gonna have to be talked about, too. Kind of what we talked about, kind of on the phone the other day. So mm-hmm. we just gonna bring it, bring it here. This little mermaid shit. How you feel? It's a fictional character, yo. <laughs> I mean, if like should it, should it, should it matter? It's, it's, but my thing is, I guess, I guess in some people's mind, you don't fuck with tradition. This is a goddamn movie that most of us watched on VHS. What's what's the tradition? That she's a white. It's not a tradition. Fish. With red hair. 
But when you think about Lil Mermaid, it, it, it's a whole story, fam. Think about it. She left her family for some legs and a nigga. She said for some legs. <laughs> Think about it. She said that nigga couldn't come to Atlantis. Nigga, she couldn't. Could she take that nigga to Atlantis? She couldn't take him to. So what she do? She prayed God. She prayed to God for legs and got legs and left with this nigga. But it was consequences. Okay. Which were? She had to um. Did she lose her voice or whatever? She couldn't talk. Yeah. <laughs> Ursula snatched her shit quick. Yeah. Hey, you can be a hoe, but you're gonna be a mute hoe. Shit, bitch, you got a voice. You're gonna be signing like a motherfucker. How you sign a nigga bed? Oh, God. Like, bitch, I fuck them legs. I need my voice. Shit. So it's like, you get like, man, I sacrifice. You know what could have happened? She could have put a fucking notepad around her neck. She just could have wrote what she wanted to say. I I guess, man, fuck them. Fuck them vocals. Fuck the vocal coach. Underwater seeing thing. that kind of old kind of old topic anyway i don't understand why it's such a problem for uh motherfuckers to understand that the ocean has no ethnicity no nationality none of that shit have you did the uh the origin uh look up on on ariel and don't say they say she's danish she's hebrew the aerial name. Oh yeah. yeah, the name. I thought you were talking about no, the, the, the shit that they were. Th- no, is the Danish. Yeah, right. And everybody said, "Well, Ariel Danish, because the person that created her was Danish." Bitch, no. Shut up. <laughs> Shut didn't up. Stan Lee create Black Panther? Yes. <laughs> so he white too, huh? Yes, yes. I'm confused. I'm, I'm definitely confused. So Wakanda was just created by this white motherfucker just to to copy black culture i'm confused like what are y'all trying to say it makes no sense none just because you create something that doesn't mean that it belongs to this particular i can write a book i can group. write a book about any race i want that doesn't make the person that doesn't make me the same race as the character exactly I create no so what's the logic in your argument uh, they just don't make no sense i mean i'm talking about their argument this is other people yes yeah, like i different. grew up watching little mermaid and She's always been white with red hair. Do you not know that there are black people with red hair? The only motherfuckers I ain't ever seen with red hair is probably Asian people. I have never seen any Asians with red hair. Mexicans do. That can be your argument if if you so choose that. But no, that can't be your argument. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, like, why is it so? Why is it so bad that the area is black? I don't. I don't understand. Like. I'm I'm just still I'm still irritated that we're still having this this racial conversation in 2019. None like it's the, just listen, none of the animals in the Lion King are the original colors of the actual lion in the cartoon make of the Lion King. Everybody looks like real fucking lion. Yes. So this is a live action remake. Who gives a shit? Thank you. What is the point? So 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 Hallie couldn't just go in the go in the audition, do well, get the part, and like we just can't talk about that. We just gotta talk about the fact that she's black. Cause if you see her, she's absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely. 
you know, and, and to be honest, everybody was claiming that Zendaya should have been her. Yeah. Okay. She's black too. Thank you. But she's but she's she's considered off black. How? Because she's mixed. No, she ain't. Both our parents are black. Well, she's light on the eyes. How? <laughs> he ain't that damn dark either. Nope. 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 As a spokesperson for the light skin community, she's, she's, she's like Zendaya is not yes, bright right skin, now. Her skin is is socially accepted. That's, that's mm. what I'm saying. Well, that's a so good argument. Yes. Yeah. So. I don't know. You know they just, prefer the lights. That's what I keep hearing. But some of us light motherfuckers don't want to be bright. God damn it. If I could come back darker, I would. I don't like being bright. Yeah, you have to speak for yourself. Me and myself personally. Yes, they don't. Yeah, people don't think that way. Right. They don't like it. Me and myself personally. If I could come back a different shade, I would be darker. I wouldn't. I'm yellow, but I'm black. I'm the brightest damn black person I know. I tan. <laughs> How many black motherfuckers you know that actually tan? Don't worry, I wait. Huh? No, it's, no it's, it's some out there. I know one uh, friend was going out with, said she was going through an identity crisis. <laughs> what? Yeah, because she went tanning. And? Yeah. So, so how is that an identity crisis? She like black. I'm black. I go tanning. But she was like, she had huge, she had clear melanin in it. Like she was almost at me. So she was your shade. Oh, just about. Yeah, tad bit lighter. So she going tanning. Identity crisis. Why? Don't look at me. Yeah, I don't know. He dated the shit. I mean, I I I don't I don't understand. She probably look like one of them black women that date white men that don't do their hair. Everybody knows what that looks like. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm not going down that road. No, we going down that road. <laughs> no, fuck that. We we going there. Why is that? That that the majority of black women I know or that I've seen that date like white men, they don't do their hair. They look like they like life has defeated them. They look defeated in the face and everywhere else. They look like they constantly wash their hair with swath. It'd be dry, like natural or relaxed, colored or weave. She says, "Like it's just not up to par." She says, "Wow, I don't get it." Please explain. I can't. I can't explain that. Just like another thing you can't explain, man weaves. I can't explain. Explain that, cause that video you sent me was it you that sent me that for the while and now when they went and snatched his wig, his man weave off. I didn't send that to you, but I saw it. And he was ski balled under that. Yes. He just had the outer perimeter. <laughs> Nigga, some how you got a fence around your head? Some men want weaves. How? Why? My thing is, and, and people crucify women so bad for wearing wigs and wearing weaves and having lace fronts and wearing the, braids and yada yada. yada. The, but the, you niggas is wearing fucking per, weaves. It's the perception of what women treat, how they treat, how they treat 
treat other people and treat themselves about having these. Like, what you mean? How, like, how this shit is natural when it's naturally not yours. I pay for it. Did I not? I mean, not in this particular instance. I got my pro out, but. Well, when you have chicks, theme song is I woke up like this when you clearly didn't wake up. And she when slept you in look it. like me. <laughs> And then you go and put that wig off the dresser. Oh, okay. Wig cap. Got you. But what if she slept in her wig? Then technically she woke up like this. Technically. You will never wake up. If you go to sleep with you, you will never wake up. Some bitches, you will never wake up camera ready. Some bitches sleep ever. pretty. No, you will never wake up camera ready. I know a bitch that slept in her makeup. You will never wake up camera ready. I don't care who you are. Because every woman, every time they wake up, they are looking themselves in the mirror every single time. And if they go take a picture, they have to like, I don't have my face on yet. Every time. Shit. I'm the definition of I woke up like this. Not all the time. I'm not going there. I'm not. No, go there. I'm not. No, we're not censoring shit. I'm not censoring The damn podcast is called Two Niggas Talking. censoring Okay, then get your life. Not like, are you serious? I'm not saying nothing. So, it's not sense. Okay, not saying that's not an option either. Yes, it is. No, I'm cool. Move on. Okay. Next topic. Yeah. Okay, what's the next topic? Let's, let's, let's go sports. Let's. Oh Jesus! Let's let's, let's, let's let's go sports. Okay. Kawhi leaving the Raptors? That was, that was for everybody knew that. I mean, I yes. This nigga Drake did everything I feel like he possibly could to keep Kawhi. Hey man, I'm gonna put you on the next album. <laughs> like, yeah, he sound thirsty for real. The typical light skin nigga shit. I'm just saying. That's terrible. I feel like I was, I was. Experiencing the take care after uh, that take care album in real life. Oh yeah, absolutely. You're begging another grown man not to leave you. Yeah. Excuse me, not to leave your city. Yeah. How does that work? It just it just means so much to him. You know? He got you what you wanted. Let him go. Nah. So you just got to be selfish. When something is good, you wanna you want it to keep you want it to keep going. Oh uh, okay. I'm just saying. Just, that's that's what that's all it was. I just think it was a dumbass decision to go. I like what he did though. Just like going to the Clippers as a Laker fan, I'm mad. But as a you know what I'm saying, as a Laker fan, I'm laughing too. Like you think this is gonna change? Like this is a battle for LA? Like no, Lakers have the crown. Like Lakers ain't giving up the crown. I'm sorry, but we got six Lakers. We got sixteen champions. We not listen. We let's what happened? Let me finish. No, fuck that. Also, now we could. What happened? They had to get everybody else off the board. They just started grabbing shooters. That's it. Nah. What you mean? Nah. Everybody on there is is verified three point shooter. Everybody. Marcus. Except people Rondo. act like when LeBron joins a team, this is just my personal opinion, that he's supposed to just make shit happen because he's supposed to be that nigga every single 
Then my question put, is, okay, the, the, what like, happened? What do you mean what happened? What happens with every player? This is time. Nobody has beaten Father Time. Father Time is undefeated. Correct. Let's put it like this. Kobe's last, like, the season when he broke his Achilles. He did a documentary on it. Uh-huh. Right. When he tore his Achilles, I'm sorry. And it was like he went to, you saw, like, the doctor visits, everything. You saw the disappointment on his face when he told him that his injury could cause a problem. Because not only did he come back from his torn Achilles, he had another injury in his arm. Yeah. And it's just like he was so disappointed because he wanted to keep playing. No, your mind will always tell you to keep going. Right. Your heart does just tell you to keep going. Your body said you old as fuck. Sit your ass down. <laughs> Father Time is gonna be like, all right, nigga, time up. Listen, people talk about NBA players and injuries. They not supposed to get injured. Let me tell you something. Jeez. I have my team lead on my line. Dude, just a simple fall. This dude is over 30. Broke his elbow. Just fell. He just fell. That's it. Well, he shit. Don't let me you. slip, trip, or do nothing. Nah. Nah, fam. Don't let me do shit. <laughs> Anything wilters up with, with time. Anything. Sorry. Bikes rust. Bones. <laughs> just fucking start decaying and shit. You got to take care of yourself. Sorry, but my thing is that these players do take care of themselves, but they just imagine coming in frequent contact with another human being on a regular basis. Well, that's the thing they're taking care of themselves for a reason. Yes. They're not doing like these players are like they're doing it for their job. Their job is to come is to come is to come back. Right. And it's like something's going to happen if you keep colliding with something. You yeah. Pounding. Like you running, just running, your feet are just combating with the damn with the ground. That affects joints. It affects everything. Every time you battle, you are damaging something, or you are wearing something out. Anytime you do something, me sitting here moving my arms, the constant movement, it's damaging something, or it's not damaging, but it's it's wearing out. As much as anything that you do, clothes, shoes, everything. People do not take uh, athletes uh, in consideration when it comes to health. They they are supposed to be these beings that we enjoy watching, and they're supposed to do this shit forever. Well, nobody expects a source of entertainment to not entertain. That's a problem, yeah. especially when your source of entertainment is your cash cow. I'm just saying. Well, which is which is very true. Which is why these players are not even considered people anymore. Correct. These are products. Property, if product. you will. Property. Yes, absolutely. And I've had so many thoughts about the sports industry and how they not only treat their players, but how it compares so much to like slavery. Oh, you didn't hear about the controversy? I think it was last year. About what? The NFL. What about it? All right. Well, they were outside. They were talking about the uh, talking about the. They were talking about the free agents. They had a picture. They had a poster of Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. They're going like this. They're auctioning them off. Mm. Yeah. Same thing. That was controversy. Like everybody knows, like this shit is is related to slavery. Like it's crazy how most people just like, oh, we're we're watching the combine. 
they're literally showing you what they're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. They're fulfilling your desire as what what you want them to do. Yep. That's the same as like a fucking slave master standing at an auction. Mm-hmm. And this this nigga gets on the stage. I mean, get on the, gets on the auction block. And mm-hmm. They check his mouth. And they check his his muscle mass and what he can lift. And check his check his of course privacy to see if he would be a still good child bearing material. They still you know, have that. They, I mean, they actually they call it the auction. They either no, they call it the trade block. Never but you see what I'm saying, like, yeah. and this is what you see in our athletes. But everybody aspires to be in the NFL, the NBA, MLB. You know, NHL, yada yada yada. It's just now that you can't. Just can't. you get paid from, you get paid for being auctioned off. Yeah, because they know what the the smart one, the smart people know what they can actually do with the money. Now that they are getting paid, um, you know, substantially, you might add. I mean, it's not as much as what the owner will make. Like correct, LeBron or KD or Kawhi will never make as much money as the owner. Correct, but. At the same time, they are making enough money to get them out of the the poverty stricken places that they were brought up in, and they can also help those uh, to do the exact same thing. So I I don't like how the business is done, but I do like the opportunity that it gives. So I always strive for you know what I'm saying for you know kids if they want to do that. But you also got to remember that this is a limited opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's very limited. Like you said, Father Time just don't slow down for no damn body. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what I was watching, but it was just talking about how a player's career could be, what, on average, three to, like, eight years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so you get all these millions of dollars. And, yeah, you help some people out. Some people make it, some people don't. But what do you have at the end? It's not like the everybody's not as business savvy as fucking Marshawn Lynch. Well, you have to, or like LeBron James. Okay, take this into consideration. These kids are coming in like a year after high school. They well, have, not right now because they did away with that after who was it? LeBron. No, it's still a year after high school. A year after high school. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, so I'm thinking like right like out this. of high school. Let's like this. To the point they're starting from AAU ball. Right. And then all of a sudden they're going through high school, going through college. Most of these kids don't have to work. They don't have to do anything. Right. The only thing they have to do is just get an education, make decent grades. Yeah. And then you give all this, you play, and you get all this money to the colleges. You don't get paid for it. Right. But you're showcasing your work. And that's a different that conversation because that shit makes me so mad. And how then, they mistreat college athletes just because they pay for your education. But, like, I don't know how many, like, being in Northwest, I don't know how many athletes have, you know, hey, can I get a, uh, can you swipe me into the cafeteria because I ain't got nothing to eat? Like, how? How does that happen? And it's wrong if they actually even take money for them to actually survive in school. Which is why you hear a lot of people, uh, a lot of boosters getting, like, you know, arrested and indicted, you know what I'm saying, helping these kids out because they're not supposed to. But I'm like, these kids have needs. Right. You know what I'm saying? These kids have to eat. Like, you want this player to be 
um, you want this player to be, you know, efficient. You know what I'm saying? You want him to bring you money. You are paying for his, you know, education, which isn't cheap, I might add. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now all of a sudden, he's not getting any money. So now all of a sudden, you have a malnourished athlete. Well, now he's insignificant, so now he's off the team. Right. So you left him with nothing. Exactly. So, so what was really in it for him in the beginning? Like, some of them aren't... Some of them are superb athletes, but college ain't for everybody. Which is why I do like what the kids are doing now, because a lot of people... Because that first office for like this, the NBA does not have a 401k. They don't have mm. a retirement plan. So, and it's actually the players, like the old school players who are now bringing, like, who are now giving knowledge on save your money. You know what I'm saying? These are actual people taking time out of it. This isn't the NBA implementing this shit. You know what I'm saying? This is a, these are actual people who went through it. So why wouldn't the, why, my question is, why wouldn't the NBA have a 401k plan? Well, because you're paying off millions to these people. Okay, and that's, 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 that's at some point they have to retire. Okay. Okay, not everybody is 100% responsible with their money. I mean, I understand that that may be their fault. But, like, for example, in the job that I work at right now, if you were above a certain age, you were required to have a 401k plan. Whether it takes the smallest percentage out of your check or not, like, you're required to have a 401k. Why is that not the same mindset with people who come encounter with hundreds of thousands to even millions of dollars on a regular basis? Because it is a hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars on a regular basis. The exact reason why. But that, it, that stuff ends. Of course it ends. Like when you retire, yeah, you may have bought all these cars and houses and tricked off a few people and paid off your mama dead and yada, yada, yada. But my thing is, why is that not the same mindset? They want people to be responsible with their money. Why are you not putting them, putting these players in a position to be successful when they retire? Because they're too busy getting successful. They're too busy making the money. They're making this money as well, so it's just like... I'm going to pay somebody else to do your job. So basically, it's not really a retirement. It's kind of like a firing. But then you get to the point where motherfuckers are stealing people's money. Because I don't how many how many players do we know now that's broke? They work a regular nine to five now because they had a financial manager that stole that stole like hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars from them, and they didn't even know because they're dependent on this person. And it sucks to even think that this is the mindset of some people. But it's depending you, on this person to manage their money. It's usually the old school players who are, like, doing, like, bad. I know um, uh, Sean Kemp from Seattle Supersonics. He owns a uh, bar and grill. He mm-hmm. works. Yeah, he owns and runs a bar and grill, I think, in Seattle, if I'm not mistaken. And it's, but it's, like, a lot of the old ones. Now, there's some new players. I mean, some younger players who are good with their money, who have multiple interests and, you know, stuff like that. So, right. I mean, like. I mean, I just remember this this type of topic on the 30 for 30 when they were, you know, talking about being dead broke or, you know, having the bare minimum mm-hmm. or literally being to the point of where they make annually what the average Joe Blow, who's a fucking, um, like, garbage man or, you know, something simple. Even though garbage people get paid very well, believe it or not. My ex is working there. But you, but you see what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they get paid very well. But you see what I mean? But for a person that's come from millions of dollars on a regular basis to make an annual salary of the average person, that's a big drop in income. Personal accountability. And you also have to take this into consideration. These players um, sign contracts. Yeah. 
So, I mean, this is just like any job with a contractor. It's like, let's say you have somebody renovating your house. Well, there's a contract that has to be signed for that. And I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I may, be, I may be wrong on that. But somebody's doing something for work for only a certain amount of time. They can choose not to, which is why that the actual player, the athlete, is a, his own business. This is why he has a he has a, a, a brand ambassador and, and, you know what I'm saying, marketing team. It's like the player, the person, right. is a brand. Like, once you enter the NBA, you are no longer your own person. You represent something. Right. Even if it's just yourself. You are a business, and that's how it looks like. So these owners are investing in a business to make money. So they're not necessarily workers. They're working, but they're not their workers. They're under contract, so they are obligated to do this, which is why the league is not obligated to do anything because, again, they do not have to take you if something is better. Right. That's why it's wrong, and that's why it's based on personal accountability. Sucks, bro. That's the way it is. I just... Again, I'm thinking with the everyday logical mindset of this motherfucker got to retire eventually. They could do something that could be career ending right now. It's been like this. It could never come back. Darren Collison, point guard. Decent point guard. Ten seasons. He just retires this year. Vince Carter has been in the league. If I'm not mistaken, since 99. He is still playing. As a matter of fact, he's coming back this year. And this is supposedly his last year. So, again. What, is, what the fuck? Oh, Vince Carter. Jesus Christ. I just. Mm-hmm. Continue. He can. He feel like he can do it another year. This is all on him. This is personal accountability. Now, if nobody feels like he's worthy, they do not have to sign him. True. Now let me put let me ask you this. Do you feel like Carmelo Anthony is better than Vince Carter right now? This is Melo. Yes. And Vince Carter right now. Do you know that Carmelo did not get signed last year? Mm, I was not aware. Yes. This man has been a free agent. J.R. Smith was a free agent last year. Mm. Do you feel like those players are better than Vince Carter right now? Yes. Okay. So business. That is all it is. I mean, well, what makes them want to... <laughs> to pick up Vince Carter over Carmelo and Gerard is what I'm trying to wrap my brain around. That's why I kind of pause. Like, really? Do we just really ask this question? Which sucks because that, that's the reality for these players right now. It's kind of the same thing with Colin Kaepernick when you think about it because ain't nobody picked this man up. He had stats. His last year playing was better than the, the quarterback that they had last year. Well, like, when he saw They played one year Kaepernick's stats were clearly better. Mm-hmm. Or actually, they were not even better. They were either better or they were like right at the, the same. So you're either increasing or you're not losing. Right. It is all about brand. This is all about business. So, 
Uh, I'll just struggle with it. Yeah, His presence brings a certain type of of business that they don't feel is conducive to their business. So you go with somebody who is either cheaper and you feel is equal in what you have maintained or better but different. Yeah, what you say makes plenty of sense. Um, I just I'm too logical sometimes, and I don't have my business hat on, so this just it just blows me. And certain, and I'm the hero. Shut up. Certain aspects because just because like when you think it should just be so black and white, it should just be so cut dry. About how people should value other people, regardless of if you're a multi-million dollar athlete or just regular Joe Blow on the street. Like you should, like I feel like I don't know. I feel like that this 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 type of conversation shouldn't even be having to be had. But I understand everything's a business. Everything's surrounded by money. Or like for example, I don't know if you've been watching about um, Colin Kaepernick being involved with like. Um, certain like designs and stuff with Nike yeah, and the Betsy Ross flag yeah. on the back of the Nikes right. on the back of the Air Maxes mm-hmm. and that was a problem and Nike ended up pulling it mm-hmm. but a lot of people gave him so much shit on CNN about the fact that why did, why did Nike pull it are they scared to be controversial and all this other stuff and you know the Betsy Ross flag was the original flag and you know, we should be proud of that as being American and all this other stuff. First of all, I am, I'm un- the most un-American motherfucker you ever met on the planet. They are, they don't want their, they don't want how they already feel to be as loud as them supporting Kaepernick. Because then Nike was the first company to support Kaepernick in his movement. Yeah. But you do understand that the biggest sponsor that Nike has right now is the NFL. Like, all the NFL jerseys are made by Nike. So the the company that lowballed and treated Ka- uh, Kaepernick like shit is the one is like, it's still being sponsored by Nike. So they're not pulling it just because of, they're pulling it, they're not making like, it's not going to change like a difference in like their sales or anything. So well, they can afford to pull it. Now let's put it like this. Do you honestly feel like people are going to buy Betsy Ross flag shoes in spite of Colin Kaepernick just to get those people back? Well, motherfuckers was burning and throwing away and cutting up Nikes because of Colin Kaepernick in the first place. So you think they're just going to buy the flag and all the some flag shoes and all of a sudden that's going to hey, make it better? Again, this is, this is white America. That doesn't... That, no, this is, is America, right? No. Yes. But what I'm saying, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, of course, they would have bought them, but do you see any They're niggas walking gonna... around in Betsy Ross flag shoes? Okay. So, the shoe decided to pull, well, they decided to pull the shoe um, because Kaepernick's concerns that the flag had historical links to the era of slavery in American history and had been since embraced by white supremacists. So, that was his premise for requesting that they be 
dismissed. It was a bad business move on Nike to introduce those shoes at the time that they did. And I feel like in a certain sense that it it kind of put more of the blame on Colin Kaepernick than it did on Nike for even producing the idea of the shoe in the first place. Like, what was the purpose of them creating this shoe? Why this flag in particular? Yes. Why not the American flag, seeing as we just had the women's uh, World Cup? You know, I can see if you put out a pair of Amaxes with the American flag on it and... With this, with this... Um, the Betsy Ross flag in particular. Like, what was like, that you, you for? You did, like, the old school, like, the one clearly made in the time where black people were treated like shit. Like, yeah. So it's like, it's, it's basically, it's a contradiction. But like I said, they they contradict themselves, you know, constantly within this shit. Them, you know, backing Kaepernick wasn't necessarily like a cultural thing. This was a business. This was a business move. And it was a great business move. To not put out the shoes? No, or to, to back Kaepernick. I mean, yeah. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Nike just has an ad with Kaepernick's face on it. Right. I mean, sales skyrocket. Right. And even with this particular controversy going on, they ended their week, I believe, up in stock, if I read that right. Said Nike stocks ended the week with a boost after the company faced a few days of controversy. So are really people are people really mad? People are not mad, they're just maintaining. They're first off, they're already on the rise. I'm sorry, but like Nike didn't Nike just drop a damn shoe? When? I'm not like I'm I don't you know, like, they I, drop shoes like every damn day. If you want to be I'm honest, saying, it's just like, <laughs> Nike sales are gonna continue to climb. It's just like as soon as they come up with something else, I'm just like, you find a Betsy Ross flag. It's just like I think I'm gonna stop buying Nike. All of a sudden, Kaepernick's like, yeah, I don't think this is a good idea. You pull the shoe, and then sales maintain or mail or sales increase. I'm sorry, this is all just like I said. This all is just business. And so he's like, yeah, we, we, we'll we take an L on making the shoe. You'll make the shit back up in sales. I mean, yeah. They put on a new pair of vapor maxes and boom, you got it. Done. I just, I don't know. I just, I agree with him shedding light on something that people typically don't talk about. Because a lot of the stuff that people wear or do, you know, does have some type of historical backing or foundation that people don't want to talk about because talking about history or talking about um, things that are offensive to people is offensive to those that know knowingly know that this shit's fucked up and they just like oh well like get over it let it go mm-hmm. like I, I don't know how many posts I've seen like that on Twitter about these stupid fucking Nikes well Betsy Ross created the first American flag. You're supposed to be American. How can you not appreciate... I'm supposed to be. Exactly. Like, no, no, I'm just saying, this is shit that I've seen. Twitter, you know, and, and some other articles where people are just essentially telling us to get over it. No, what the fuck crazy. are we mad for? It's funny how people like that say, get over slavery and all this stuff, but we gotta remember the Alamo and remember 9-11. Or something as simple as motherfuckers throwing dogs out the window and Peter hopping down your ass because you wear a fur on a red so carpet. we gotta remember like <laughs> we have to remember the shit that affects you, right? So if it if it if it don't matter to you or if it doesn't apply to you, we're di- we we dismiss it. Or oh, we're not talking about this certain group of people. So fuck it. Like that's not okay. Because at the end of the day, everybody like if America is supposed to be like this melting pot of different cultures of people, 
why do we why are we so why are they excuse me so dismissive of other people's culture when a lot of times the culture of these people you know they didn't ask for like the stuff that they experienced they didn't ask for we didn't ask to be here as a fact but you see what i'm saying like even native americans didn't ask you to be here you know the fucking africans didn't ask to be brought here you see what i mean so like i'm just like i mean i know that it's more than just that but some people choose to come here for a better opportunity you know for refuge whatever then that's something completely different to me i think the analogy has to change because when you say melting pot when you melt something it you, comes together it, it comes together but it's supposed to taste like something correct it's 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 forced uh, jane elliott actually had the perfect analogy we all should be like a salad it's just like everybody is separate everybody is different yeah but every piece of that salad is important in the salad is what makes the salad right. what makes that type of salad it's like you have different you have different textures different uh, you know what i'm saying different um different tastes it's like tomatoes like certain type of lettuce uh, croutons and, and, and like just vegetables and all types of shit everything is supposed to be mixed but everything it looks it looks it's vibrant and it looks like it's a and it looks, you know what I'm saying, mixed. It looks cultured, you know what I'm saying? So, if we change the analogy, because you're telling somebody that they have to taste a certain type of way. Right. As like, everybody, at this end of the day, like, something that's melted, it's it's, it's typically the same thing. It's, it's, it has the same texture. It has the you know, same consistency. It's like, and it's supposed to be something, like, like conforming. Right. With a salad, is not. That's why I was like, it's a, we're supposed to be in air quotes this melting plot of a pot yeah, of a place, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. you know. But you I see don't... what I mean? Like, I, it just that that never made sense to me either, yeah. just because like apple don't want to be a fucking orange. Correct. Be a fucking apple. Right. Right. What is so hard with embracing your own culture? And everybody yeah. like, well, just because that's your culture, that don't mean it got to be mine. Because people don't like change. That's that's <sighs> it. I mean, yeah. That's it. You know what I'm saying? But one thing is, if we if we know in our minds that changes a lot of, change is one of the number one things that we have in our lives. Change is consistent. You right. you will experience change every single day. If you what, know that, why is that a problem when change presents itself? It's not the fact that change is the tough part. It's when change changes something that you've gotten comfortable with that is detrimental to your lifestyle. So my like point is that motherfuckers ain't ain't. And comfortable with being uncomfortable. Exactly. Who wants to be uncomfortable in a place that's already uncomfortable? Like this whole country is fucking uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for black men. It's uncomfortable for women. It's uncomfortable for, for gays. It's uncomfortable for you know what I'm saying mentally challenged people. It's uncomfortable for certain type of people already. So it's just like you're gonna do everything in your power to keep everything around you comfortable. You get something here that fucks up what you make comfortable, you're gonna fucking reject that shit so fucking fast. It's just like, no, I work so hard to keep what the hell I have. I'm not about to have something that could possibly ruin it. But people are so negative, they always think about the negative aspect. What about the positive? Right. What if it works? People don't think that as a like, man, if I do this, what, if, what could happen? What do you think? What if this happens? I was like, well, what the fuck if this happens? Right. <clears throat> Have a positive outlook on it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's a lesson learned. Nobody has to take L's anymore. Right. Everybody takes lessons and we can grow. 
That's been. Like, I just hate that people are just stuck, so stuck in their ways that they just can't see the beauty of of change and things that they could potentially grow from. And not only that, you can, like you were saying, you could benefit from. Like, who's to say that the way that you live your life and you the interactions and with people that you have and the things you experience is is a hundred percent okay? You see what I mean? Like, we get we get exposed to one way of doing things and when like you said when something comes in and kind of negates that we have a problem why why is it so hard i had to i had to learn this on my own why is it so hard to be uncomfortable why is that why is that something that we dismiss and it it does nothing but expose you to something different that's all it's doing like that's like a like when you're like you're in a group and some people work well in groups some people don't some people are not used to being exposed to an opposing opinion. Like, I feel like people feel like they have to know everything and do everything, you know, and that's supposed to be it. Like, yeah. wash your hands with it, don't fucking try to come in and, and change nothing I got going on. Mm. But then you get some people that's like, alright, so you tell me I'm supposed to try this salad, right? I don't know, I don't really fuck with, let's say with me, for example, I don't like fruit in my salad. You know this, yeah. being the chef that you are. Mm-hmm. You give me a salad that got fucking strawberries and blueberries in it, and I'm be looking at this shit like, this ain't it, fam. I told you I don't like fruit in my salad. But you like, just try it. Why not? What you got to lose? Yeah. When you think about it, we literally have nothing to lose by trying things different, by being exposed to, to things that are out of our norm. But we're so, so, so against it. But then I try it. And I like it. Yeah. Change. Exactly. Something different. I broaden my horizons. I've changed my taste buds, quote unquote, you know, like, so now next time I come in contact with a blueberry fucking strawberry salad, I'm like, well, shit, I had one of them before, went bad, let me try it again, mm-hmm. but that's, but that's with a lot of things that we learn in life, we don't come into, we don't come into life or come, you know, being a child or whatever, knowing things, we experienced everything that we know, mm-hmm. we develop a, what we call a schema for things, yeah. you know, so like, at the end of the day, we're st- everybody's still experiencing different things. Like, everything you've learned is from someone or something else. You learn from your environment. You not only learn, but you adapt. Yada, yada, yada. Get it? I'm not going to take my psychology hat off. But you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so why is this so hard for people to be uncomfortable? You've been uncomfortable your whole life. You've been un- you're you're you already said that you are uncomfortable, period. Mm-hmm. But why is it so uncomfortable? Why it's so hard to be uncomfortable in other things? It's the sense of control, you know. What yeah, I'm I mean, I can see that. It's, that's like at the end of the day, we do things that we have been wanting to do, but we could not do due to our due to our age, due our to our mentality, due to our to our current situation, we can only do certain things. Well, you get older, everything changes because now you are you are doing everything that you wanted to do. It's just like okay, now I've been uncomfortable my entire life. I am now going to work and make my life comfortable. This is going to be like this. And this you start ordering your steps. Everything starts getting set up. You're getting set up to where. You want to be comfortable. You. That's it. It's just like, I don't care about anybody else. I'm going to do it in mine. So, all of a sudden, 
you don't like where you are, but you don't want to change. You settle. But then you're miserable and mad because you chose not to do something different. Well, that is this price that that is this choice that you decided to make. That is all on you. You cannot be mad. The only thing it is, you'll be mad at yourself. You'll take it out on everybody. Correct. Manage yourself. That's what, that's what typically that's, happens. That's basically it. It's just like, I'm not changing. I don't want to change. I like where I am. I'm comfortable. I'm sorry, but... Like, the, the, the concept of people and how they feel about change is ridiculous. Because everybody upgrades their fucking phone. Correct. Correct. But you don't like change. But do you that remember the the, no the very first fucking Samsung phone you had? Do you remember how that motherfucker operated? Yes. I, for example, started off on an iPhone 4. I remember seeing, like, even now, I can Google iPhone 4 operating system and see what it looked like. Or even see, like, videos of what it looked like. But do I remember operating that operating system? Like, do I remember, like, certain aspects or certain, like, details of it? Hell I no. I do. I don't. I can. I remember the fucking Nokia block. I know fucking two is the up direction for the snake. And I know four <laughs> is left. I know six is right. And I know I eight I remember is that right. phone. Like, I know that shit. Like, I know how that I had shit a, Hey, did you have a calling card? No. Like you had to put like you had to put uh minutes on your phone? No, I used to go to pay phones and call collect. Yeah, I remember collect like C A L. I remember I remember call AT and T was collect. C A L L A T T. I still know the number. No. Yeah, yeah. Let me get it. I phone. remember uh don't call me after eight, after nine. I mean don't call me until after eight or after I nine. Have I have Verizon. Um I remember I would have to go Singular. and ask my parents for fucking phone cards to add minutes on my phone. Yep, and then I they get boost. mad because I'll be spending them too fast. I remember the first time I had, we got T-Mobile as a family. And we had this weird ass little white flip phone, you know. Yep. And <laughs> my dumb ass bought like multiple ringtones by accident. Did you accidentally buy some shit growing up? I bought, man, hell yeah. I've used I bought like when 50 ringtones. It was like 50 ringtones by a complete accident. My dad got that bill. I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Did you buy? It was like uh, Little Kim and what the fuck is the name of that song? I don't remember right now, but it was popular then. Mr. Probably Mr. Cheeks. Uh, probably the song that's on her promo for her new show now. <laughs> I'll find it. I'll talk about it in the next podcast, but um, but I had that one. It was like, you don't even know this damn song. <laughs> but my thing is, I bought like 50 of the fucking ringtones. And he was like, what the fuck is this on my bill? And then unknowingly bought some shit. Like, but I remember my 13th birthday party is when I got that Nokia phone. The mm. one where you play snake and shit on it. Mm-hmm. It was just that regular fucking block ass phone. Mm-hmm. And literally had no type of color. And it was like. Hey, you turn the brightness up, turn it turn it down for the daytime, and that's about it. Look like it ran off a of binary code. Okay, really you didn't did. have shit. Right. And now we got these phones that are like practically computers in your pocket. Yeah, they are. I mean, but you see what I mean, like because fucking printers got Bluetooth now. Right. Right. I can send something to the printer from my phone. That's crazy. Like. The most the advances in technology just never cease to amaze me ever. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I was talking to my coworker. We were just talking about like people in the LGBTQ community, and I watched this show called Pose, and how they were using like the old school like a HIV and AIDS medication. And to be honest, it was like a cocktail of medications because you didn't know what the fuck worked because you didn't know what you were up against or what the hell exactly the HIV or AIDS virus was. So even talking about that, that shit was crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And if y'all didn't know, Pose is a bomb-ass show. If you got questions, feel free to hit me up on social media. Um, but, like, even something as simple as that. So we're talking about phones. We got to think about even medicine or, like, cars and shit. Like, I didn't even, like, you work for fucking Ford. Yeah. Like, the advances in vehicles and shit like that. Like, that shit is just crazy. Or, like, we see in, like, electric cars. I never thought in my life that I would see electric cars. I mean, of course, it was something that was predicted or something that we would have, like, hovering vehicles by now and shit like that, like, off the fifth element. Like, that's the shit we were supposed to be driving around in at this mm-hmm. point. But even something as, as simple concept as an electric car, which, of course, with with me, I love Nikola Tesla. So learning about, you know, his his findings as far as technology and it was a way ahead of his time in electricity, you know was dope as hell to me so now people we could walk down the street and see people driving around in tesla vehicles you know some people just buy the shit just because of the the money saving aspect but then you get some people to actually know the history behind nikola tesla and how influential he was you know i don't know shit about nikola tesla so i get to teach you something sure You'll be amazed. You'll like you'll like them too after you die. Okay. I mean, it was more than just um, electricity. It was, you know, other avenues that he went down. But I can expose you to that. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, it's crazy that we've lived to see all this shit. We lived to see the changes in internet. Yeah. Emailing. Yeah. Communication. Mm-hmm. The music. Technology. Music. The way that we share and listen to music. Um using shit with wires, without wires. Um, Fucking <laughs> we old as shit. Man, we've seen we are the last of you know what I'm saying we're the last of of, of culture change I believe. Yep. Because um it'll never be how it used to be. Right. It can only what we have now it can only get like better. That's that's it. Right. There's there's no there's like time cannot be simple anymore. Like we can't go back to the drinking off the water hose or but yes, we can. Yes, we can. I mean, but I mean, I'm just talking about the that's, simpler that's, time itself. Is because yes. like we would go outside and play. How many kids do you know now that go outside and play? Well, I know a few. Very few. Yeah, I, I know very few. Yeah. Most of them got a fucking computer or a phone or an iPad yeah, strapped to their goddamn hands yeah, and faces. Everything simulates outside. Right. Which yes. Is hilarious. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Kids are out in the woods. In, at home in the virtual reality fucking Absolutely. goggles and shit they're in prehistoric time playing with dinosaurs the motherfuckers will not climb a tree in their front yard yep ain't never skid they knee ain't they never wear, had to worry about the chain on their bike popping they off they wear helmets and pads we didn't have money for helmets and pads I had helmets and pads but I never wore that shit cause it was uncomfortable my head too goddamn big for that <laughs> we didn't even have money for like a brand new bike every bike was used I got one brand new bike, I believe. I may have had more, but this is the only one that I remember. So, like, I rode this motherfucker to eighth grade. I had it for so long. I I think it was, like, I got it in, like, what, 
fourth or fifth grade, and it was this highlighter bike. Me and Chantel, she came from her district, and I came from the inner city school, and we were going to Grandview for the first time in the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So we rode our bikes to school, and I got on this bright, ass, I mean, I'm riding this bright-ass highlighter bike. I mean, when I say highlighter, it's like highlighter yellow, highlighter pink, highlighter green, and I'm already bright as shit on this bright-ass bike. You see me coming, you know, I got the little backpack on the front of it, mm-hmm. some nerdy shit, ain't shit in it, it's just on the bike, like, mm-hmm. and, and, and a lot of kids don't. They don't know what it is to ride their bike to school or to catch the bus or to walk anywhere. Like, when you think about it, because I, I had a time where I didn't have a car. I rode the bus. Man, two hills was my four wheels. Boy, okay, them Lamborghinis, fam. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. Like, and they don't just don't know the concept of how to get around without the dependence of their parents. Like, it's crazy. Like, I don't, like, they don't, it was like need, they don't even need their parents now. Motherfuckers got Uber. Yes, people, kids fucking Uber to school. Kids have cell phones. Right. <laughs> Elementary grade school kids. But have then cell you phones. see shit like. What they call it, Elmo? Right. Sesame Street. I mean, and then where I work, like, you hear the conversation that these kids are having of, like, shit that they experience. And I'm thinking, like, at my age, and when I was your age, I didn't do those type of things. I didn't, for example, I didn't look how y'all look. Because some of these 13, 14 year olds look like grown women. They are. Dudes are going to jail. Prison for messing with minors. Because yeah. minors are lying. If, you, if there's any minors that's going to listen to this podcast, please don't do that shit. People got lives. Don't fuck up everybody else's lives. Okay. I'm off my soapbox. But Bitter ass kids. Right. Because they try, they're, they're trying to be grown ahead of their time. And I don't understand where that comes from or why we think to teach them that is okay. But part of it is, I think, probably young parents raising kids not even that but we've done it as well too it's just like man we like we ask our parents to do some things that they feel like we can't do and they do it and they say no because of our age and it was like now but we didn't have the technology that kids today have and i'm glad we didn't because we i don't care the 90s is the best decade I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. I don't care about any old heads listening to this saying that the 70s and the 80s listen. No. Y'all created it. We appreciate it. Y'all was hoes then too. Absolutely. Y'all, <laughs> the, one, y'all the one that gave. Freak Nick was y'all, a thing. Y'all gave the vernacular. Yes. The shit that we do now. Yep. Okay. So you cannot judge us for the shit that y'all created. Yep. No. Do as, do as I say, not as I do. Bullshit. Your words. Right. Like, Bullshit. Yeah. No. Tell Uncle Luke that shit. I'm sorry. But all the shit that you enjoy that you didn't fully indulge in, but you indulged in it just a little bit. Right. No, nah, no, nah, don't don't judge us because we fully committed to something. Right. No. Nah, I mean, but we we're doing it unapolog- unapologetically. Like yeah. we like I can truly say that this newer generation just lives their life, you know, with no real apologies. They don't regret anything that they do. They they don't take L's like you say. You know how many old people I hear talking about, man, I wish I would have did this shit when I was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. It's just like, no, you were grown. You made some decisions, but nobody told you to stop doing what you wanted to do. Right. Because you see people doing exactly, who were in the exact same position that you were then. Right. And doing the things that they wanted to do. Doing the things that they are, the things that they are doing, the things that they wanted to do. They're living their best life. Right. With the same amount of opportunities as you. And they're successful because they take chances. 
because they accept change. Because yep. they accept growth. Right. And then people act like it's too late to to do better or to to change or to the you know you see what I mean like the old oh. lady in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. She was in her eighties, ain't she? Was she was in her eighties. It was her first acting game. Yeah. She always wanted to be an actor. She took a chance on herself, no matter what. She was determined. Right. Why are you so adamant in sitting on your ass and doing something? It don't make sense to me. I work at Ford. I went to school. I didn't have to go to school. Right. I make good money. I have no kids. So I don't have to do anything. I wanted to better myself. Yep. I took a chance on myself. Yep. What is wrong with people? Yep. It's not that hard. I don't. Like I mean, even you don't even got to. My thing is, people, you don't even got to go to school to make a change in your life. Like, there's people who do things as a hobby and they change it into their full income. Like, I know a few of my friends. They are, they were freelance photographers. Like, they would take pictures of people's like birthday parties or like maternity photos, or they would take like pictures of like their friends and certain clothes and certain environments, and then they turn around. Like, my dude Pascal, shout out to Pascal. I talked, ran into him at the uh, the daiquiri shop, and he was like, I just quit my job, and I feel good, because, like, shit, I took my hobby, and I turned it into a full-fledged business, like, that's what he loves to do, is take pictures, and his pictures are absolutely phenomenal, you know, and people would pay to capture those moments that are, you know, important to them, you know, but something as simple as that, like, he changed his life for the better. My thing is... It doesn't matter, like, no time is better than the time, like, right now. Yeah. Because there's literally dudes who are making money, sitting at home, playing video games. Oh, putting this shit on fucking YouTube. I play video Listen, people are so excited to watch another player be great at something that they can literally do. Yep. You can literally learn and play this game. And you can literally make money. Have sponsorships. Actual sponsorships. From verifiable companies. Yeah, and they got some little kids doing this shit too. Yes, they are making thousands of dollars. They are getting free games. So they get paid by sponsors here. and they get paid by YouTube. Once you hit a certain number of followers on your channel. And you have a consistent like stream of viewers. They pay you. All you need to do is just be good at playing video games. And you can dedicate all your time learning the ins and the outs of the game and just dominate the game. Right. You do reviews on games. Shout out to those girlfriends who hate their niggas playing video games. Hey, let that nigga make you some money. I'm just saying. I mean, Side if note. this is what he's going to do, tell him to do something about it. If he's gonna, if this is what he wants to do, he doesn't feel like working, okay? Make money on doing what you like to do. Right. It's not that hard. Find your fucking hobby. The one thing that you are comfortable doing. Right. All you have to do is just be comfortable. Once you do something that you're comfortable doing, you can find a way to make money. Yep. It's that simple. Like, I can literally just scrape up money pay like what six seven hundred dollars i can buy a vending machine stock up the vending machine i can make my money off vending machines yeah i'm not doing anything you're supplying something that that people use on a regular basis that's it yep supply and demand people are always going with snacks hell yeah that's, that's it yep
Scratch his head. <laughs> you got anything else you want to talk about? No, not not today. I'm so so just as a reminder, this is the very, very, very first episode, you know. So excuse if you feel like we were kinda rambling a little bit. You know, this is the typical conversations that we you have. First you you don't know what you're gonna get on this show. But just know you're gonna get two niggas talking. Yep. Constantly. <laughs> Consistently that's, talking. That's that's it. I mean we're just gonna talk about life and stuff that we hear about every day and shit that makes sense and shit that don't make sense, you know. Um trying to make sense is stupid. I think that's a consistent thing too. You try to make sense of stupid. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. Fuck it. Um, but I am Taylor. I am Marcus. And we out this motherfucker.